James chapter number 4, would you look with me at verse number 14 in the Word of God. James chapter 4, look towards the end of this chapter at verse number 14. A very familiar verse that says this. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. Listen to this question. For what is, college student, your life? It is even but a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. This morning I'd like to look at this passage of Scripture and preach a message entitled, What if I could go back? What if I could go back? James, the brother of Christ, is writing here. And his purpose is to show the believer the example of living by faith. This book is written, and the theme of this book is to teach the right Christian behavior. It is the denunciation of salvation by works, but really this book goes into a theme that do you and I work for Christ? Yes, we work for Christ because of our salvation. We do not work for Christ to gain our salvation. If you believe that, say amen. I'm thankful today that there's nothing in my life that I have to do in order to gain salvation. There's nothing in my life that I'm doing that I've got to work, I've got to go soul winning, I've got to knock doors, I've got to wear a tie, I've got to shine my shoes, I've got to get up early, I've got to be in my devotions, I've got to read my Bible. Listen, understand these things I do because I love Christ and because he saved me. I do not do these things to gain salvation or to work for my salvation. Ephesians chapter 2 is very clear on that fact. But this book begins to go into this incredible type of message that you and I have a Savior, and it gives us this example of living by faith. Then we see towards the end of this book, we're given this incredible verse. This incredible verse that gives us this question to look at our life. And looking at our life, we understand that we do not have a 100% guarantee that we are going to be alive, excuse me, college student, tune in, even tomorrow. You and I are not guaranteed even this afternoon. In fact, this illustration is given for us that, that life really is just simply a vapor. It's here for a little time and then boom, it's gone. It vanishes away. It's over. It's done. You slip into eternity where you will either spend an eternity with Jesus in heaven or you will spend an eternity in a place called hell. And that's the end of our life on earth. It's but a vapor. It appeareth for a little time and then it vanisheth. It's gone. I know for you and your life, college student, you may not comprehend this fully, but the older you get, the more I truly believe you will begin to understand that life moves very fast. It goes very quickly. For every faculty member sitting over here in this section, they would tell you with all honesty that the older they get, the faster time goes. For just a moment, college student, would you with me just for a moment think about the last 13 years of your life? 
On average, I got some help on this, and on average, if we were to rewind 13 years, if we took the average age, we would come up with right around most in this auditorium would be around the age of seven or eight years old. Not all of us, hello, but most of us in here would be around the age of seven or eight years old. That means that, tune in, watch now, if you were to rewind 13 years and you were to wake up on this morning, most likely you would have gone over and poured your bowl or mom would have poured your bowl of cinnamon toast crunch or lucky charms, whatever your flavor is. Or if you're like me and maybe your parents didn't want to buy lucky charms, they would go to food line and they would buy magic stars, the off brand. (laughs) It's not the same. Trust me. The marshmallows you could chew on for three days. But anyways, you would be eating your cereal and you'd be tuning in and you'd be watching something like Hannah Montana or maybe Kim Possible or the uh, Adventures of Jimmy Neutron. Wasn't that great? (laughs) Amen. It's good preaching right there. Or the two little chubby twins with the long hair, the sweet life of Zach and Cody or... Maybe perhaps you had even seen the theme song to Arthur the Aardvark. You remember it. And I say, hey, what a wonderful guy. Anyways, okay, you remember it, tune in. What a, what a wonderful time in our life. Around that time, it was We Sports came out for the very first time. You would open up your Nintendo DS, you remember, and you'd flip it open. And 13 years ago, Super Mario for... Nintendo DS came out. It was 13 years ago next month that Guitar Hero 2 for the PlayStation 2 came out. And for those of you who are unsaved, you were into that kind of scene. (laughs) Think about it, 13 years ago, there was no iPhone. There was no iPad. Say, Brother Shepard, how did men preach from behind a pulpit? I mean, what did they use for notes? I have no idea. I guess a pen and a paper. I I am not real sure, but life was pretty awesome. For me, if you were to rewind 13 years, I was in college. I was getting ready to finish with a degree in theology. And during the summer, just two months away, I would walk down the aisle. Excuse me, I wouldn't walk down the aisle. My (laughs) wife would walk down the aisle. And Carrie Elizabeth... Clayton would become my wife. It was an amazing year. It was an incredible life stage for everyone. But what if Thomas Shepard could go back? What if I could go back and for a moment travel in time? Now having five kids, been a youth pastor for four years, a senior pastor for eight years, worked with what I truly believe is the greatest student body to have ever been at West Coast Baptist College for a year now, what would I say to that Thomas Shepard still in college? If I could go back and share several things or give advice to a college student, now at the age of 35, what would I say? What would I look at my life during that period of time, having been where I've been and learned what I've learned, and now at 35 could go back, 
what things would I tell that young man to give attention to spiritually and physically? Well, for just a moment, in a, once again, a different type of message, would you take a journey with me back for just a moment? Would you once for a moment, if we were to rewind 13, 14, 15 years ago, and we were to sit in a college type of atmosphere, what advice would be given to someone who went through those four years and then jumped into ministry and 13 years later went back, what would that person share? Well, the first thing that I believe we would give attention to, would you write this down? Number one, give attention to concentrating. Number one, concentrating. College student, may I put it this way, you do not realize how important the classes are that you're taking here at West Coast Baptist College. If I could go back and rewind and tell that young man to tune in, I'd tell him to tune in to classes like apologetics. That you are going to need that as a youth pastor in defending your faith. I'd go back and say, tune in to theology, college student, and looking at helping you to know what the Bible says. That homiletics was not just a, hey, look at me and look in front of my buddies what I can do. But no, it would be that training that should be desired in being the best that you can be when you stand behind any pulpit, whether in front of three or 3,000, as you represent Christ. Maybe perhaps I could share with even you today that classes like music theory, it means something. That a class like grammar, why do, I'm in college, why do I have to have grammar? I'm in Bible college, why do I have to have grammar? College student, it helps no one when you stand in front of anyone and use bad grammar. It actually hurts the cause of Christ. Understand today, as you sit here and watch, there ought to be a warning. There ought to be this, this, this encouragement to tune in to what you are learning. The things that you're learning here at West Coast Baptist College, I'm telling you, now, even having been here for a year, the things that you are learning as you sit uh, uh, under uh, a Dr. Gatch or a Dr. R or a missions class with Brother Stences or, or maybe a counseling class, whatever the case may be, I'm telling you, men and women, the things that you're learning here, you are going to need it and you are going to use it in ministry. It's the Bible in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 15 that says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. In the day and age, in the culture, in 2019, watch now, the world thinks very little of biblical perception. In fact, it was Time magazine that quoted and said, and I quote, Christians are poorly educated and easily influenced. That ought to really put a fire under you and I. The sad thing about Christianity, watch now, the sad thing about you and I is when we don't study, we just don't know. But the more that you and I are in tune in our classes, the more that you and I dig in, the more and I, the more that you and I learn the Word of God, watch now, it's you and I really who are above the lost world. 
You say, Brother Shepherd, how can you say that? Here's how I can say that. It's because we have a book called Revelation in the Word of God. That means you and I as college students, you and I, whether you've been saved for a year or you've been saved for 15 years, you and I comprehend how everything is going to end. You and I know how this journey, this life, this race, this battle, we understand it. We begin to comprehend in our hearts, but also in our mind, how all of this, well, how it concludes. College student, don't brag about being ignorant. It's foolish. We can no longer live in a day and age, in the Google day and age that we live, just to have an answer. Well, that's, that's just how we've always done it. Well, I, I'm not real sure, but preacher said. Well, mom and dad just kind of thought. We can no longer answer people, well, what, what I think. No, no, no. Well, 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 I'll be honest. Here's how I feel. No, we need to get back to concentrating, being in the Word of God, studying, watch now, so that we have a Bible answer. There's nothing wrong, college student, with having an answer of what thus saith the Lord. There are going to be some, listen, tune in. There are going to be those that just goof off in a class. There are always going to be those that are going to, man, they get there early and the only reason they do is so that they can sit in the back of the class. So they can quietly open up their Cheetos and they can mess around and the, uh, the, the faculty or the professors are not going to see what's really up on their computer. And they're, they're, they're just going to, honestly, they're just going to goof off. Can I tell you this? Don't sit beside college students like that. If this makes sense, say amen. amen. Move seats. I don't care if you have to move seats in the middle of a class. If you're moving seats and I say, whoa, whoa, see, whoa, whoa. Jordan, what are you doing? Where, where, where are you going, man? Be honest. I can't pay attention back here. Well, that's going to embarrass my friend. Good. <laughs> Maybe they'll tune in for a minute. Soak up all that you can in your classes here. Because if I could go back, here's what I'd say. You're going to need it. You ask every one of these men and women who sat in Bible college, and now for some of them been 20, 30 plus years in the ministry, every one of them would tell you, there have been times in my life I wish I could go back and take the classes that you are taking. I wish I could go back and learn as, as you have learned. Listen, I'm telling you, college student, this world needs biblical thinkers. I know I've said it before, and I'm just going to say it again. For every one of you who have come for a one-year Bible uh, a certificate, I'm telling you, I praise the Lord you're here, but you really need to consider staying for another year. Brother Shepherd, why? Because we have plenty of lawyers, we have plenty of doctors, we have plenty of plumbers, we have plenty of physical therapists, and listen, we got plenty of people out there selling cell phones, and we got plenty of people, listen, I'm telling you, there is a shortage of hymn writers. There is a shortage of preachers and teachers. There is a shortage of faculty members and professors. There is a shortage of young people willing to take a Bible knowledge and apply it to their life and their heart. I'm telling you, if I could go back, one thing that I would say is give attention to concentrating. But secondly, would you write this down? Give attention to celebrating. 
If I realize that life is short and life is but a vapor, and if I had the opportunity to go back, here's what I would say. Give, give attention to celebrating. Celebrating the good of what God has done in your life. I love the verse that Paul penned in Romans chapter 1, and verse number 8. He said first, he used that word first, before anything else, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith have spoken of throughout the whole world. Paul who's been through it, Paul who's been beaten, Paul who's struggled, Paul who's been in shipwrecks, Paul who's had it hard, Paul who's had been unfairly treated by the magistrates and the lawyers, Paul who's been all by himself, Paul who's, who's been through it all. When he starts out a letter, here's what he says. The first thing I'm going to start out with is not, oh, well, it's me. It's not, well, I've been through it. It's not, well, pray for me because here's my list of 90 things that I've been through. No, here's what Paul says. First of all, I thank God for you. First of all, I just want to praise his name for what you have done. Listen, college student, I'm telling you, if you can build a foundation now to start praising God for the things in your life, if you build that foundation, you will carry that with you for the rest of your life. And if there was ever a day and age when the lost world needs to see somebody with a different attitude and on life and a different perspective on life, and honestly, maybe even going through a hard time and a dark time or the ebb and flow, whatever the case may be, that time is right now. What, what, what are you saying, Brother Shepard? Here's what I'm saying. It's okay to be happy. <laughs> no, really, it's, it's okay to praise God for what's taken place in your life. Because you know, I'm just going to be super frank this morning. It's, it's all there is to it. I, I, this is not in the flesh at all. But, but when is the last time we just came down to the altar and just thank God for every, every pastor that stands up here in the pulpit? When's the last time you actually left, even when we got out of chapel early yesterday, and just walked over here? Preacher's still here today, and I thank the Lord for his message yesterday. And just walked over there and shook his hand, even though the line might have been long. Just said, thank you for that message. I needed that. When's the last time? When's the last time you thank God for your local church? For the soul winner that won your parents or grandma and grandpa to the Lord? When's the last time you just thank God for every teacher or maybe a roommate? When others see our lives, do they see someone who is a complainer or someone who praises God? I love the psalmist that wrote in Psalm 22 and verse number 23, Ye that fear the Lord, praise Him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. The psalmist said in Psalm 21, 13, Be thou exalted, Lord, in thine own strength. So will we sing and praise thy power. Psalm 7 and verse number 17, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord of the Most High. That means this, listen, college student, if we could go back and we could talk to a college student, here's what needs to be said. Start celebrating and stop complaining. Start getting around people in your life that, that, that is there and that lifts up God. Honestly, why are you complaining? Think about it. <laughs> Why, 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 what are we complaining about? There's a show recently on Netflix. This summer, you could tune in and watch it. You're not allowed to watch it here, so just take my word for it right now. 
photographers that go out and take these incredible National Geographic photographs and they compile them and they put them in books and they give these books and they sell these books and they take the proceeds and it goes to charity to fix whatever they are taking pictures of. Several weeks ago, Tommy and I were watching it. Tommy's working on this uh, project for school and Tommy and I were watching it and it's all about these kids over in Southeast Asia that spend each and every day going through the dumps there and just picking up pieces of plastic and picking up any glass that they can find. And they just collect a little bit all day, each and every day. They get up, kids five, six, seven, eight years old, and they go barefooted walking through these dumps. <laughs> Their bellies are bloated because they're starving to death. They're walking in garbage barefooted. It literally is documented that the water that gets underneath that garbage at times will bubble up and it will implode from the inside. And that little kid at any moment that's walking on this sea of nasty junk and needles and glass and cuts in their feet. At any moment, if that burst and they're on it, they could sink through and they will never find that kid again. They'll drown to death in trash and they'll be gone forever. And watched that and became very convicted. Oh, I woke up this morning, my shoulder kind of hurts. Oh, my roommate... Why does their alarm go off three times every morning? Oh, this food here again? Oh, wish I would have got... Do you realize that you and I are very blessed? If you believe that, say amen. amen. How about celebrate the good things in life? How many are saved today? Say amen. amen. No, for real. How many are saved today? Say amen. amen. How many are thankful you're saved? Say amen. amen. Celebrate it. <laughs> smile you're saved yeah but my son yeah but this yeah but I gotta oh, I have a project due and two projects due and you know you could be picking up trash starving to death celebrate God's goodness in your life watch this number one concentrating number two celebrate number three close relationships would you write that down give attention to close relationships if I could have told myself something in college, it would be this. Choose the right friends. In Proverbs chapter 13 and verse number 20 says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. That means this, in your life, pick friends that will tell you the truth. <laughs> have a type of friend right here in Bible college, watch now, that is going to give you sound advice. A friend that you can go to and you can ask them a question and they're not going to give you just what you want to hear. They're going to give you what, hey, here's what the word of God says. Or here, this person in and shipwreck. That's the type of friend you want to choose in your life. Choose a friend that will stop you from doing something that's wrong. The type of friend that will warn you, not help you. The type of friend in your life, tune in and watch, that's going to be there and say, hey man, I just don't think this is really smart. Hey, listen, listen, I, I just think, sis, that right now in your life, if you do this, it's really not in the rule book. And look, we're only here for a time. You may not understand it, but, but there, there's a reason that it's here. It's going to help you. That's the type of friends that you and I ought to choose. Choose a type of friend that will help you with your study habits. Not encourage you not to be in class. 
A friend that says, hey, you want to skip chapel today is not a very good friend to have in your life. Well, Brother Shepherd, you don't understand. I do understand. I've been where you said. I wrote this down that if I could go back, I would tell myself, look, young Thomas Shepherd, don't choose these type of friends. Listen, a, a friend that will tell you the truth, but also let her be a friend that will encourage you. Psalm chapter 17 and verse number 17 says, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born in adversity. Watch. A friend that is always complaining about Bible college ought to not be a close friend of yours. You tune into this? Listen very carefully. A friend that is always complaining about Bible college probably ought not to be your closest friend in life. Should I avoid them? Should I get away from them? Should I, you know, never talk to them again? I did not say that. I just said you better be very careful. Because a friend that is constantly complaining about rules and regulations and how much homework and a faculty member and the dean's office, I'm just telling you, college student, they are going to hurt your time here at West Coast Baptist College. Find a new friend. There's like 700 people in this auditorium. Surely somebody wants to be your friend. <laughs> if everybody says, well, I'm just going to sit back over here because, you know, this is the kind of place and there's, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Shetler can't see me and Mrs. Danke can't see me. And so honestly, if we sit over here, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of in that area where we can get away with things all the way through chapel. We can sit on a phone. We can talk. I'm telling you, I change places. Oh, Brother Shepherd, you're just like the other faculty members now. No, I'm just a 35-year-old that, that understands that your friends here at West Coast Baptist College will either make and or break your time here at college. Find a friend, listen now, that is, that is going to encourage you. If your friend, listen now, is mean to you, you hit them in the face. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All of a sudden, some of you woke up like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, let them have it. No, 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 no. Have a friend that will encourage you, but watch, watch this now. Be the right type of friend. <laughs> See, I said it to, a man or, to the men about a week ago that, that it's no longer, you're not in high school anymore. Where your parents are constantly telling you, hey, be the right, you need to choose the right type of friends. I don't have a good piece about her. I don't have a piece about him. Listen, you're not in high school anymore. That means it's not choose, just choosing the right type of friend. It's, it's actually being the right kind of friend. <laughs> it's being the friend that's not saying, well, I don't know. They're not very encouraging. Okay, well, why don't you be the example and be that type of friend. Watch that. That is encouraging. Be the type of friend that steps up. Be the one that takes a stand. Be the one that is encouraging. That means this. Everybody here at West Coast Baptist College, are you tuned in? Listen to me. Watch it. I know some of you are super tired. You've been up all night, but you can tune in. You can catch this for a moment. Listen very carefully. Watch now. In your life, listen, be the type of friend, watch, that is friendly. No, no, write it down. <laughs> be friendly. Write it right now. But write, be friendly. You say, Brother Shepard, what do you mean? Listen, it, it's okay to say hello to people in Bible college. Man, some of you act like, I mean, just the world is on your shoulders. And maybe you feel like that. But yo, it, is still, oh, well, it is still okay to say hello to somebody. There's a quote that says this, A simple high could lead to a million conversations. <laughs> some of you act like, I'm telling you, you are the President of the United States. 
you walk through these hallways and you are just, you are in a hurry and excuse me, and we're just, oh, I tell you, hey, how you doing? No time. And you're just, you're gone. <laughs> Say hello. Listen, be friendly. Be nice. Write it down. Be nice. No matter what happens in life, always be nice to people. Being nice to people would be an incredible legacy to leave behind. Wouldn't it be awesome to be known as the person 13 years from now when they bring up your name in any conversation? Here's how people remember your legacy at West Coast Baptist College. I tell you, that girl was just the nicest person. What a legacy to leave behind that preachers are now talking about having this youth pastor in. Oh yeah, I went to college with him a decade ago. And here's your legacy. Boy, I'm telling you, that guy was just one of the nicest people you'd ever meet on campus. Have that desire. Be nice, be friendly, but also watch now. You ready for this? Smile. <laughs> no, no, seriously, smile. Everybody right now, smile. Just do it. I'm looking around. Smile. Wow. For some of you, this is the first time I've ever seen you smile. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. It's okay to smile. The people that I want to surround my life with are people who smile. Can I remind you that... <laughs> Jesus is always good. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Then smile about it. It's okay. I'm telling you, one day you're going to look at this two years from now, these notes for those seniors, and you're going to look at this smile. Yeah, because for some of you, if you keep going this route, there is not a, a, a teenager in the United States that's going to want to be a part of your youth group with the grump that you are all the time. I wouldn't want to be part of your youth group. Oh, life, oh, it's bad. No, be the right type of friend. Encouraging. Talk to people in the hallways. You are training for ministry. You're training to, to go out and to win the world for the Lord Jesus Christ. With the attitude sometimes that we have, we're never going to accomplish that. We see, watch now, number one, give attention to concentrating. Number two, celebrating. Number three, close relationships. I want you to write this down. Number four, give attention to courting. Courting. You say, Brother Shepherd, what is courting? Well, <laughs> courting is an old-fashioned way of saying dating. <laughs> you say, well, Brother Shepherd, why didn't you just say that? It did not begin with C, hello. <laughs> <laughs> give attention to courting. Now listen, listen, listen. For just a moment, I want to get applicable. I want to get, let me use this word. I just want to get very practical. And then we're going to bring this message home. But for just a moment, I want to share my heart with you for just a moment. Okay, listen. What if we wrote down several things as college students that would help us in the realm of dating the opposite sex. I'm pretty sure most of us should be very interested, <laughs> especially for the seniors and you don't have a guy yet or a girl yet. Th this might help you in a big way. And you've got like 42 days. So <laughs> write it down and put it into action, okay? 
Number one or letter A, write this down, would you please? Talk. No, that's it, talk. No, no, lots of it's okay to talk to the opposite sex. Now, whoa, 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 wait a minute, guys. Stop and think about this for just a moment. I'm talking about guys. I'm not using that in general. I'd say the word y'all. I'm talking about men for a moment. Here's, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Okay, well, then why are we not trying to find a wife? <laughs> Wait a minute, whoa, 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 hello. In my life, I found, or the Lord found for me, and I feel extremely blessed to have met with a girl named Carrie at that time, Clayton, now Shepherd. <laughs> do I deserve Carrie Shepherd? I really feel like I do not. But I'm telling you gentlemen right now, in my 12 years of ministry, I would never have been able to accomplish what the Lord has allowed me to accomplish without Carrie right by my side. Do I believe this verse? Absolutely. Talk, gentlemen. I know in Bible college, and look, it's, it's, it's always been the same. doesn't matter what, if you're in the era of, of Dr. R, I'm sure if I ask you, it's the same. For me, just 13 years ago, it's the same, and now it's the same now that, you know, if you talk to somebody or you sit beside them in chapel, you might as well have already bought a ring because you're getting married, okay? Well, how do we change that culture? You've got to talk. Ladies, listen, 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 ladies. You do not have to be Miss Quiet. It, it's, it's okay to talk <laughs> to the men folk. <laughs> it's okay. I say, Brother Shepherd, I mean, can you even say this in chapel? I don't know, Dr. Gantz, I'll find out in a little bit. <laughs> it's okay to get to know somebody. It's okay to, 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 to put yourself out there. Maybe even it's uncomfortable, you're introverted, but you will never get to know someone by just being quiet. For me in my life, I met my wife at Bible college, and it's been the, if I could go back 13 years, here's what I'd tell young Thomas Shepard. Do it again. Find her. You found her. You lived happily ever after. Listen, it's talking. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Now, I know this is just, this is just, mm, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Ladies, you might have this feeling, and I know dozens upon dozens of dozens have sat down and been talking with my wife each every week since, since school has begun. I know that there is this, this Baptist realm that we live in, that if I talk to a man, uh, he's going to think I'm flirting. Well, I happened to Google it, and I looked it up. Listen now. <laughs> in 2018, you ready for this? True. The statistics shows in 2018, not one male died in Bible college from flirting. <laughs> Talk. Get to know each other. 
Listen, it's not only talk. I want you to write this down. Seek advice. Ask counselors. The Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. That means this. Ask the Lord to give you a peace. Talk to, gentlemen, go and, and talk to her dad or talk to her mom or foster parents or grandma, grandpa, whoever raised her. Understand, it's okay as you start to build this relationship to talk to counselors. Ladies, in your life, watch how that man, watch how that guy treats his mom or treats his dad. It'll tell you a whole lot about his life. Stop seeking advice from your jealous friend and start seeking advice from a pastor or your youth pastor or youth pastor's wife or maybe sit down with a faculty member or a teacher here right at West Coast Baptist College. And, and Brother Sultanic, I, I know we have a, I've just taken your class, but I know that you're happily married. Could, could you give me some advice on dating right now? And I'm a junior and I want to get to know, but hey, here's my, my quirks or here's this. Listen, I'm telling you, there is not a faculty member in this room that would not mind sitting down with you and hey, just giving you some good, godly, biblical advice. Talk, seek advice, but let her see. Would you feel this in? Remain pure. The Bible says it is good. I want everyone to tune into this. It is good for a man not to touch a woman. That's not Brother Shepherd, that's Bible. That's not, well, that's old-fashioned, that's Bible. The precept has never changed. Well, it's archaic. Excuse me. God's pretty old friend, and he knows all. And he put it in the preserved, inerrant, inspired Word of God. It's there for you and I. And I'm here to tell you, it will be a great help to you in life at this stage to heed the warning of this verse. Don't get physical. Somebody help me out with an amen. amen. Don't get physical. Listen, listen, listen. The reason this verse is in there is because I'm telling you, ladies, listen to this very carefully. I grew up with seven sisters. I, I have four daughters and I'm married to one. I, I, I know women pretty well, okay? I'm just telling you. But more than that, I know men. You ready for this? Guys, please do not use the words because here's the warning that's out there. And all the campus is going to know. Please do not use words. Well, I can trust myself. You can't. Lady, any man who looks at you in the eyes and says, I can control myself, my flesh, they are a liar. They're a liar. No, I got this. We'll only go so far. They're lying to you. And for any man sitting in here today, if you've got some preferences in your life, you've, got, you, you've, you've set up some standards for your life, and, and you just say, I'm not going to get physical, and that lady is not, is not abiding by that or giving you the respect of your decision, that honestly, that's not the lady for your life. And ladies, if you've got some standards and some boundaries and some precepts in your life that you want to remain pure, Maybe you've never kissed before and you said, I, I'm going to wait till the altar until I kiss. And you've got a man that's pushing you, pushing you, pushing you. I honestly would rethink that decision of really dating that guy. If they don't respect your decisions now, you expect them to respect your decisions when you get married. False friend. That's not how it works. Say, well, Brother Shepherd, we're dating each other now. Well, to be honest with you, we're already physical. Okay, you ready? Here's the best advice you get. Stop. 
Yeah, but we've already gone this far. Okay, there's no attaboy button for that. You're sinning. It's against God. It's against the Bible. Stop. Because once you give it away, you can never get it back. Gentlemen, once you give it away, you can never get it back. Ladies, once you go that far, you don't get a do-over. It's but a vapor. It's here and then it's gone. Now I'm almost done. Listen now very carefully. I want you to write this down. This is just a help to you as a as coming from brother and Mrs. Shepherd who love you dearly, here's some really good advice that you need to heed to. Listen now. Letter C, remain pure. But letter D, watch now. Stop, stop airing your dirty laundry on the first date. Friend, understand. Don't use sin as bragging about what you've done in your past. And don't use your sin as a, gentlemen, tune in. Don't use your sin as a sympathy card of look where I've been and look what I've done. That's honestly very immature. What the Bible says is this. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you believe that, say amen. amen. The Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one. <laughs> That means everybody, listen, listen, tune in, watch. Newsflash, everybody in here has sinned. And everybody in here has a past. Every faculty member in here has a past. Well, I, I don't know of a past. I mean, Dr. R's never sat down with me. Well, Mrs. Weaver's never sat down with me and, and, and shared their past. You know why? Because the Bible says if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That means this, excuse me, it's in the past. It's done. It's over. It's forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's not out there just to share with everyone. Listen, you do yourself great harm when you sit down with a guy or a girl and you shake their hand and say, hey, my name's Thomas Shepard. And before I learn your name, let me just tell you everything bad I did in high school. That's immature friend with a conversation eventually come up without a doubt but it's not something listen that you ought to be known for as a freshman in bible college that i did this and i drank here and i've done drugs and and i'm not a virgin and i'm this and i'm that excuse me if you've asked god to forgive it friend that's in the past Amen. have a different testimony at west coast baptist college Watch this. Once you write this down, give attention to concentrating, celebrating, close relationship, courting. And then lastly, and we'll be done today, we'd like you to write down number five, control. Give attention to control. That means college students, stop putting God in a box. Say, Brother Shepard, what do you mean? Knowing what I know now, If I could spend one hour with young Thomas Shepard, I'd look him in the face and I'd say this. Let go of your dreams. <gasps> Brother Shepard, that's what you'd say without a doubt. Let go of your dreams. I'd tell him, let God dream for you. 
The Bible says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts, watch, than your thoughts. College student, God knows the dreams and desires of your heart. In fact, He gave them to you. He will order your steps and take you where you need to be. That means at times you need to just let go. Stand still and just let God move. I would tell young Tom Shepard not just let go of his dreams, but to let go of control. Brother Shepard, what do you mean? That means let him have all of your life. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Young person, God's plans will always be greater and more beautiful than all of your disappointments. You say, I can't find God's will for my life. Then you haven't learned to give it all to him without a backup plan. For your first time in your life, maybe today, maybe it's time you just let God be the author of your life. Maybe it's for just a moment today at college and for the rest of your life, you just, you just enjoy life and you let, enjoy letting God take control. Maybe just for a moment, you take a step back and say, you know what? And maybe it is time that in my life I just learned that life is but a vapor and I'm always trying to rush to the next stage or I'm always trying to rush to this or I'm doing this. And, and to be honest with you, Brother Shepard, I've gone through the last two years of Bible college and I haven't enjoyed it like I should. I, I don't have a smile like I should. I've been stressed out. Listen, I'm telling you, watch now. Learn this. Life is short. Learn to give God the control. Because God is a lot better at life than you are. And than I am. <laughs> Call it you before you shut your Bibles. Let me say this. A healthy, catch that word, a healthy fear of mine. Has always in my life been... That I will get to the end of my life and have a, a what-if moment. In my life, I went to Bible college for one year just to give God a shot. And then I had a fear, what if I put God in a box? And what if God wanted me to go for a second year? And I went. And I graduated. What if I wouldn't have taken that job in Salina, Ohio to be a youth pastor, not even paid, work a full-time job driving a propane truck for two years? What if I wouldn't have done that? What if I would have listened to all family that said, you need to stay here and not God's will to move to a little town called Beckley, West Virginia? To be a youth pastor to really not a whole lot of kids. In fact, there were four in the youth group. What if? <laughs> what if I would have said no at 26 to become a senior pastor? What if? What if after eight years of going from 90 to over 400 in a church membership and get that call from Dr. Getch, come to West Coast? What if 
I would have just said, ah, it's okay. I'm happy. I'm good. <laughs> good. What if? It's a healthy fear in my life to get to the end of my life and have a what if moment. Oh, God, Lord, what if I would have listened? What if I would have given you control? What if that day in chapel I would have said to my girlfriend or to my boyfriend, you know, at this moment, I know we've gone this far, but we're stopping. (laughs) In 13 years from now, what will your what if moment be? What if I would have stopped complaining? What if I would have made the right type of friends? What if I would have finished Bible college? For some, God forbid, but maybe for some, 13 years from now, in a little cubicle, in a job where you're not happy with, now in your second marriage, looking at all your friends on Facebook who are now in the mission field, serving God. And you have that what if moment. What is your life? It's just a vapor. It's just a glance. It's just a twinkling star in the sky and it's done.